0: Not be the total truth. No, 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 no. See the way society is built today, like a trap. Built in a way that keeps you in the dark. Trap. Cause if your light shines through, you might figure out who what you are. A magnificent being. Don't be scared of that. Do not be scared. That's why I'm here to help you remember the powers within. Great morning, great evening, great afternoon, depending where you're at on this beautiful planet or this amazing universe. Welcome to Brown of Spiritual AF Where me and the beautiful. Miss Isela Garcia take topics, right, about spirituality, how our lives developed around them, knowing and not knowing, right? And today we're gonna touch on the topic of how we deal with challenges as they arise, right? And um, but before we get into that, right, before we get into that, people, if you have any questions or anything like this resonates with you or you think this might resonate with somebody else, feel free to like it, share it, comment. Right, because let me tell you, you might find something in here that might be super valuable for you, so save it to watch later on, even that. So a little bit about me, my name is Mark Anthony Sanchez, right, and I'm... um. Right now, I'm stepping into my transformational teammate work. And what that means is I'm a transformational coach that helps people dig and dive into themselves to help uncover what it is they truly would like out of life so they can live happier, more healthy, more of a holistic style well-being. And Missy Sela Garcia is along the similar lines. Mrs. Sela, would you like to tell them what it is that you actually kind of do?
1: Yeah, so my area of expertise is about human relationships, um, and and so I have two sides of my my world. One is understanding the neuroscience of how we uh, grow, develop, and become uh, who we are in this human body. And how relationships impact that, whether it be our our relationships with our parents, a relationship with our children, our relationships with our spouses or our partners. So relationships and who we are at the heart of who we are is really a lot of my work. And then I have this spiritual understanding um, and, and it really stems from my own personal journey and um, understanding who I truly am beyond this space-time reality. And so I, what I do is I merge those two things together, which I think is not as typical, um, because I do have the understanding of the science of the brain and the nervous system, and I align that with our spiritual development. And so I provide coaching, but at the core of who I am, I am a teacher. And so more than anything, that is what I do. Um, and I offer mediumship and intuitive development as well.
0: So you're literally a spiritual doctor.
1: Oh, yeah. That's kind of a cool way to put it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. When you think about it, because you have the intellect, right, from right. all the books that you absorbed in the technical terms to help somebody understand on that level and in the spiritual realm. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you put them both together. So, yes, we just we just ordained her spiritual doctor. There you go. <laughs>
1: You know, I will tell you, I've been trying to kind of land on what it is that I can call myself, because I think that one of the things that makes me uniquely different is that I have both of those experiences. And I've worked in crisis intervention. I've worked um, I specialize in young children and the development of young children. But having said that, it's like one of the things that I really, really am good at is taking a really difficult concept and breaking it down through the use of storytelling. Like that is my, I tell stories of my life. I tell stories of experiences that I that other people have shared with me. And that storytelling piece and, and breaking it down, these very complex ideas and breaking it down to a way that you can go, oh, I understand that or I can relate to that. And I think that's what kind of sets me apart. I think both of us, we're storytellers in a lot of ways, um, sets us apart from other spiritual teachers and coaches.
0: Yes, you keep, every time you say storytelling, it gives me like tingles in the back of my neck. I know you're speaking truth, right? Because storytelling has been something that's been prevalent in my life without me actually really knowing it, right? I write music, people. And so I didn't realize for the longest time that was my digital diary, yeah. Right. So I was collecting experiences of my life and putting them in the song format. Right. So let's 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 get back to the um, topic of challenges and how and what we do when they arise. Right. So now this could be all kinds of topics, people. This could be all kinds of challenges. It could be work challenges, spouse challenges, girlfriend or girlfriends challenges right some of us have way too many of them not me anymore but i'm just saying you might catch yourself in that situation right we're talking about challenges on the freeway challenges um on making keeping yourself uh productive versus busy right miss yosella what, what other type of challenge might arise in um in this game we call life so Experience i'm going to take life.
1: it kind of a little bit deeper because i think there's lots of the challenges that we we deal with day to day right I think the other part that we have to start to acknowledge and recognize is that trauma that is, that is stored in the body. So whenever we experience traumatic um, events as a child, Sometimes we have very big traumatic events, and sometimes we have these small traumas. And the small traumas are the ones that, you know, consistently happen over time. And in my case, it was the fear that I lived with because I, I grew up with an abusive mom. And so um, that fear over time, these little what we call little teas, become big traumatic experiences, and that's stored in the body. That fear is stored in the body. And so what happens when I'm in a relationship with somebody or I have an experience with someone. If they behave in a way that I have perceived in a way that is disrespectful or try to be like, for me, it's authority, authority, anyone who tries to like, be, um, you know, like, like direct me or tell me what I need to do or how I need to do it. That's why I've always been in leadership positions, because I am not okay with people trying to control me. Why? Well, because that was the history of my childhood. And so when I'm in a situation where someone tries to be the boss of me, I am triggered by that. And so it could be a small little incident between someone that I'm working with. It could be, I mean, it could be a lot of things, but it's the way that I perceive the situation and what happens because trauma stored in the body, it's activated. It's what we call triggered and so it's triggered within me and it in the moment i'm thinking that it's about the person who's standing in front of me but it really isn't it's it yes this is a reminder of what i still have, have left to heal but i need to start to build my capacity within my body to be able to deal with these things that show up every day now here's the tr- the, the challenge with this most people I want to say most a large a large number of people if you've experienced any kind of traumas um don't are completely unaware of how you're feeling and so this is why when we're talking about challenging things that happen in our life sometimes we don't allow ourselves to feel the emotions that are showing up for us we distract ourselves we go into a to-do plan Or we beat ourselves up, especially if you're doing this spiritual work for a long time. We're like, you know, why the fuck don't I get this? Like, I know better than why am I feeling like this? Why am I feeling shit like this? Why is this? Am I letting it affect me? And so we beat ourselves up because we've been doing this spiritual work for a really long time or we should know better. It's not an intellectual game. The intellectual piece is only going to bring you to the finish line. What's going to take you across the finish line is really connecting with your heart space and learning to like release and move through the emotions that you're experiencing. So there's the level of things that happen, right? And then there's a deeper level of like what's happening within me and how do I manage that?
0: Oh, so let's just say for instance, right? Let's give an example. So if I'm at work, right? and um you got some of these coworkers that like to come and start demanding things of you let's just say they just these motherfuckers just come in right and right off the bat well i've been getting my ass whooped all day right and then they come in and then they just start like eating and then they're like hey how come the dish pit is it done right can you go over there and do that and i'm like bitch you just got here right like, and, and i'm like what do you mean motherfucker like but because I res- act in a way out of fear, in a sense, okay. it's not necessarily the person. That came in that's really bugging me or triggering me so them demanding me why are asking me in a forceful way why the dish pit is not done right there's something that's the trigger and it triggers something emotionally within my body I recognize it and wants to come out as expressing anger or annoyance or like fuck you you ain't gonna control me so how,
1: how what, what's going on there What's the deeper part? So that's the question. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to answer this, but I also want to talk about capacity because this is a really important piece. Um, so what's the triggering point? So someone in telling you, maybe, you know, this is what I think you should be doing. You're not doing your job the way that you should be doing. Um, somebody like, how are you, how is that landing within you? right? Like what's that message? That's the question. And I always look at it going, huh, where in my life have I experienced this before? Where someone's questioning my abilities or questioning um, my, maybe how I organize my time. Like where in my life have, has that shown up for me where I've had to defend that? Um, It could be disrespect, you know, like where in my life have I experienced where someone thinks they can kind of speak to me in that way and not think that, you know, hey, the way that you're talking to me is inappropriate or inappropriate, it's unacceptable. And so like, where, what is happening? Where is that? And what am I experiencing with my body? So it's twofold. It's like, when did this first happen? Because this is just simply a reminder of that. And what am I feeling in my physical body? And, um, you know, where am I feeling it? Sometimes your throat clenches up. Sometimes your stomach knots up. Sometimes, like, the hairs on your back sort of rise or your shoulders clench up, (laughs) um, you know. And what's happening, if it is stored trauma your body is going into fight, flight, or freeze. And there's more trauma responses than that, um, but the ones that we are most familiar with and recognize is fight, flight, or freeze. And so I'm going to just kind of the story that's always told with this is like if we're being chased by a tiger, our first inclination is to, you know, fight. And if we come to a point where we're like, I'm not going to win this battle, so I'm going to, you know, take off and run so that's the flight and then we recognize I can't run as fast as this tiger can so I'm gonna freeze and sometimes we also have a fallout Um, and so you know if you look at animals in the wild they do that they'll fight initially then they'll take off running and when they realize that they can't they can't outrun whatever's chasing them they fall and play dead and that's what we do. We do the exact same thing because what happens is our body is triggered and all of our blood and all of our adrenaline and our cortisol shoots to our extremities to prepare us to run or to fight. And so in the wild, if you watch animals, Peter Levine talks about this, if you're interested in more of this, um, the neuroscience of this. But what he talks about is then once they play dead and the animal like sniffs around and is like, OK, are you really dead? Because if you're dead, I don't really want you anymore. <laughs> so then The other animal take, you know, he takes off and the animal who was playing dead stands up and then he shakes, you know, he shakes it off. That's what he's doing is he's moving the traumatic, that that response that the body had, that cortisol and the adrenaline shooting through, he's shaking it out. That's what many of us, what people don't do. We move through the fight, flight, or freeze, and we hold the trauma within us so we don't stand up and we don't shake it off, like physically. And so it stays stuck. Stay stuck. So, this stuck trauma sometimes when we were three and we were one and we were five and we were eight and we were 12, stay stuck. And so, here I am, a grown ass woman. Somebody says some shit to me that's the reminder of the trauma I experienced and it's triggered. It's like, boom, there it is. And so, now I have to figure out how I manage that. But the first part is always the awareness of it. Woo, I just, and usually by that time, we're in a defense place. We're like, you know, fuck you, bitch. Why you, I just got. You just got here. You don't know all the shit I went through today. Like we're already in that fight mode, right? Yes. We're already there. So that pause of like, woo, oh, something just happened within me. I'm about to go off, right?
0: Okay, so that so that, that is great because you you do, because now they're, they're, they're and, and the way we're talking about this, we're moving it, there's two sides to this, to the story, because somebody just had an experience before they got in, and we had the experience before they got there, right? So we yeah, have I no think. idea where they're coming from. But for for our purposes right now, let's just say, first area, right, is that fight, so they come in and they automatically start attacking me, right, and I'm just barely starting to be able to breathe. So let's just say my awareness level a long time ago, let's just say a couple of years ago would have been to fight right My first would have been like, "Fuck you bitch, you just got here, put that fucking tater tot down, right? or you just get in here, you had a fucking day to eat i would have I would have fought back and tried to defend something inside of me because that little guy right? So let's just say this 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 trauma back in the day right, sped up or, or, or arose from my mom or my dad saying, you've been here all fucking day. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And then I had to explain while well, I had homework, while well, I had this other stuff, while well, I had some, if you didn't give me some motherfucking many chores, I would have probably got them all done, but you have so much high expectations of them that I couldn't get it all done. Of course I couldn't, right? So is that kind of how that would kind of right. play out in that fight?
1: So yeah, so if you, let's go a little bit deeper. So you were questioning, you were being questioned, right? So you were being questioned, and then let's go deeper than that. You were being questioned because they didn't trust that you were doing something that you should be doing. They may have um, looked at the situation and didn't assume positive intent. They went right to you were fucking around, you weren't doing what you needed to be doing, and so your integrity was being questioned. That you know, so we gotta unlayer, unlayer, unlayer and going, oh shit, yeah, I get that. Like I that happened a lot. And so now I'm on you know, now I'm gonna be like, bitch, don't don't, you better step back (laughs) right? Because I am not three anymore. I am not seven
0: anymore. (laughs) I might be acting three, but this body will punch you like a fucking Mike Tyson right now. Stop that shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so we're that's the fight. That's the fight. And then the flight. Would be what? What would happen for you?
0: Okay, so let's just say for flight, I think, um, and there's been instances too where where I got to a level of awareness where I didn't even want to deal with the issue, so I just m- moved away from the scenario, or I just went and did the fucking task without any without any pushback because I didn't want that confrontation anymore. Right. So it kind of looks in different ways, depending on how you want to elaborate on this. Like a part of me would be like just to walk out and don't say nothing like I'm getting out of this area, this arena and I'm out the way. Or I would say I would just go and do whatever it is they pointed out to me, because that's another form of saying, hey, this is a traumatic experience. I want to do whatever it takes to not piss my mom off to not piss my dad off or whoever the fuck it is, the teacher, that I just went and did it and gave no lip because there was repercussions to that. So I kind of think that the fight might kind of look like that.
1: Mm-hmm. I think um, what happens is it, it it all it does is it completely stays stuck. Now, there are times where we do need to walk away because we're not really going to get anywhere, but there's a difference between walking away and sort of shutting down. You know when people are like they they walk away and they're in that shut down place? and they hold on to it and so now every time we have an interaction i'm going to be pissed off every time i'm going to be passive aggressive around you we're not going to make eye contact and so it becomes like all of our stress response shows up in order for us to work through the experience in unhealthy ways um and so yeah it, it can look very different if there's an authority figure like let's say it's your boss you're going to respond differently than let's say it's a coworker, you know, because, or a lot of people would respond differently. Um, because we recognize the danger in responding, let's say to your boss in that way, you could lose your, potentially your job. You could get whatever suspended, whatever it is, um, which is different than like a coworker.
0: Oh, wow. You just brought up something totally. I just thought about this. So the fight or flight response could be dependent upon who it is that's reaming you at the moment. Mm -hmm. Right. So the same scenario, but because it's a different person pointing something out could trigger the different fight or flight or
1: freeze inside of me. Yeah. So like, um, an example for me when I was a child, um, I was very well aware because I was so afraid of my mom. I was very well aware when um, she was in a rage and or when there was a potential for a rage. I had to kind of use every part within me to freeze. I mean, really, because I couldn't fight back and I couldn't flee. Like there is no way I could go to flee. Um, And sometimes it was my room and that was the only place I could go. But I would freeze. And in that space, it was like a protective factor. Like, this is the only thing I can do to survive my experience right now. And when I was in a different place with different people, because I didn't have that fear element to that level, I actually, you know, responded differently to authority. So it is, it is, I think, situational. um, But it's also, if you don't lack, or if you lack the awareness like I had an awareness to some level, um not to the degree that I have now, but if you lack that awareness, you could fly off the handle wherever you are, and it, it doesn't matter who it is and this is how kids get in trouble, this is how people in the workplace just boom, right and um but it's not just about what's happening in front of them it's it's all the whole old old stories and the old trauma,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I just, I'm just thinking back to all the times that I could have had like more peaceful days if I just learned, if I had the awareness to catch it in that moment that, wait a minute, like I do now, right? Like now I respond to that, like, actually, I don't even respond. I just kind of just feel it, let it go through me. And then I keep, continue upon my path because I know whatever it is inside of this person, it's really not me. It's the internal struggle within them. You know what I mean? Maybe at home they don't have they get bullied all the time. So when they come to work, they just want to bully people around or maybe they're not happy with themselves and that dirty fucking kitchen made them, I don't know, whatever the reason is, right? That awareness is starting to allow me to understand, hey, I have to respond to this situation a little different than I used to because you're right. If I responded with fire, with fire, well, then every interaction from there on forward from that day is going to be tension. Right right
1: yeah i i think there's a there are lots of parts to that mark though because like when you said i kind of just let it go what you're really saying is i'm and, and correct me if i'm wrong it's like i'm going to let them own their own experience like i'm going to let them have their own experience and their own emotions and their perspectives and that sort of thing and i don't have to absorb that i don't have to be affected by that and i don't have to take it personal and that is huge because most people and I think you and I both went through this this experience through our journey is our first go-to is to blame (laughs) right yes first go-to is to defend ourselves like that's our first go-to and I grew up in an experience where it was other people's fault, like it, it was like, oh, yeah, it's because she does this or she didn't do this or the the government or the system or the job or the what it's everybody else's fault. And so my go to is immediately to not not take any kind of responsibility for myself, to take it as a personal attack, to place blame, to push back like that was just my go to. So to break that cycle, well, shit, you have to be aware that you're in it first. Like, man, I I really want to blame her. I really want to, like, I, I feel it in my body. And when people go into this spiritual journey of really uncovering the truth of who they are, one of the things that happens, and it's unfortunate, but I see it all the time, where people bypass this. Mm -hmm. This is called spiritual bypass. We're like, oh, let God, God is going to heal all things. God is going to blah, blah, blah. But you have tried to leap over your own bullshit and you try to lean on these spiritual beliefs without working through your shit. And this is where we see folks who are very, whether it's religion or spirituality, because it happens in both, where they go right to that place instead of going, oh, like, why did this show up for me? Like, why am I being triggered by it? Why why am I feeling overwhelmed or where I'm shutting down? Like, what is happening within me? And what's the story I'm telling myself about what is happening within me? Um, I know a lot of folks who are like, oh, no, God, let God take. God's gonna take. God won't give you anything that you can't handle, and you know what? That yeah, you can believe that all you want, but you're still getting into arguments with everybody you you come into contact with because of your own bullshit. You yeah.
0: know, if you would have less confrontations if you learn to respond different, right? And you brought something up that's really, 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 really great, and it's part of the four agreements, right? Taking it personal, right. like. Why did I used to allow somebody to come in and make me feel a certain way? When I'm the one that was in this shit, I'm the one that was here. I should be able to recognize that this motherfucker has no idea what the fuck they're talking about. And why does your opinion even matter at this moment? Yeah. Like, how come? And this is this is this is this is the this is the 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 fight back for me, right? This is the fight. It's like instead of coming in here and telling me what it is I should be doing. Why aren't you fucking helping? Mm-hmm. Like, why did not you notice that this fucking place is disaster? And instead of fucking blaming me for it, why don't you get your ass up and do something? Right, that would be the fight back. A lot of the times, but it's that awareness, right? And then two, oh well, God is testing me today. The universe is testing me. Well, they could test you all you want, but until you learn to respond a little bit different, right? Until like you you utilize the word, they 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 shake it off. Right. So now, once again, I, I, I don't get me wrong, people. We've been I've been doing this for quite a bit now, two years. I've been really good at learning to respond differently, not taking things personally. But it's still not easy because you get certain people that know how to get under your fucking skin. Right. So I have to say, Mark, this is that moment. Are you gonna allow this person to manipulate you right now? You you were in the heat of the moment. This person might not know any better. This is how they handle. This is how they were taught to deal with things from their parents or their schooling or their boyfriend or whatever the fuck, right? So the way I would shake this off is I would clear, right, and then I'd take a walk out into the restaurant, or I'd go into the bathroom, right, go pee, or just sit in there and sit on the toilet, like, now, I think I talked about this before, the restroom is where I like to relax, right, I don't even, if I don't have to take a shit or go pee or anything, I'll just sit on the toilet and be like, wash my face, and look in the mirror, and then just kind of do some movements to really shake that out, because I'm now equipped enough, right, Awareness enough because, well, sometimes you can't just be aware enough too. You have to have the intellect in order to know what to do in order to move past and work through this, right? It's called the self check in, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we forget that even though we're on this level, sometimes we don't check in. We just keep going. Like I had a friend yesterday, right, at work, beautiful soul. Um, she wasn't feeling so well, right? But she put herself in the zone to just say, fuck the sickness. I'm just going to work because this is what's important, right? So then she tried to let me go home first. And I was like, wait a minute, you're not feeling well. Right. And let me get don't get me wrong, people. Anytime I get an opportunity to get the fuck up out of this place, I'm like, let's go. Right. But this is that awareness coming up. This is that switch. This is that changing of me and, and a challenge for me at that moment. Was to say, wait a minute, you're not feeling so great. Why don't you go ahead and go? Right. And then she said something to me later on. She was like, I forgot that I wasn't even feeling good until you said you said you weren't feeling well earlier. And then she checked back inward. So she said this. She said I had to do a check-in. Right. She was like, fuck, I'm not feeling well. Why am I not putting myself first, right? And so that those are those things that's kind of really interesting to me. That like this is the the awareness that really starts to pop up when problems arise, right? Because that could easily been like, "Peace out, Trout. See you later," right? And then her later on would have been like, "Wow, that's kind of fucked up. This guy just didn't disregarded the way I feel at the moment." But we're, we're so caught up and not putting our feelings or being awareness and then having the tools and necessary in the moment because we forget at times Right, I could easily forget that way, Mark, you've been in any situation before and you've reacted because sometimes I do add fire to that fire, right? But it's being able to step back and say, oh, that's the recognition. So yeah, it's really cool how many different ways this could go.
1: I think what you're describing for me, the way it makes sense to me is um, we stay disconnected <clears throat> A lot of us, and for Ooh, me, that was like that. that was my trauma response. I, I did what's called disassociation or derealization. And so we stay disconnected from even what's happening and the relationships we have with others. And what you're describing is what I call social awareness and so the awareness of somebody else's experiences. Um, and and that really requires some, I think willingness to look outside of yourself. And, um, you know, that's something that a lot of us were not raised to. And I don't mean from a cultural perspective in terms of our our race. I mean, from a cultural United States perspective, you know, that this idea of you need to work hard and if you did, don't accomplish all the things that you wanted to accomplish, it's just because you didn't work hard enough. And that's bullshit, you know, uh, and we keep setting aside um, our needs because we're disconnected. To you know, the hustle to working hard beyond what we physically are, are should be doing. We don't give ourselves our bodies time to rest, we and to recover, and that in itself is traumatic. That in itself is traumatic because we're not built like machines. We need that downtime. We need the recoup time. Um, I want to bring up something that's really important. This is from Irene Lyon's work. So, if you've not heard of her, she does a lot of stuff around um, the central nervous system. One of the things that she talks about is building capacity. So, if you can imagine um, a, a coffee cup that you have had all kinds of bullshit, there you go, all kinds of bullshit happen in your life. So, we're talking about the, the culmination of your life experiences, and you haven't really done a whole lot of uh, trauma work, um, and you're at your brim so you're at the very top in terms of all the stuff that you're struggling with you're dealing with the just the emotional toll that takes so you're at the top then some small shit happens in your life big shit small shit doesn't matter and so it's on the top and it it has no place to go your cup is already maxed out and so what happens is then you explode you that fight flight freeze happens. Sometimes we're dealing with depression. Sometimes we're dealing with high levels of anxiety. Sometimes we're, I mean, there's so many ways that this looks like. It's just not in the moment reaction. So one of the things she talks about is building capacity. And she uses this analogy of um, beach balls in a swimming pool. So now take that coffee cup idea and look at it from a, like if there's a bunch of beach balls in the swimming pool, and these are all different sizes of balls. They're the big ones, which are their big traumas. And all the little traumas we've experienced and it's at its capacity. So when another ball comes in, there's no space to go. So what we want to do is make the swimming pool bigger. And if we can make the swimming pool bigger, then we provide space in between the balls. And if another ball comes in, there's space, number one, but it also gives us space to heal each one of these experiences. So the way you build this capacity is instead of dealing with the trauma head on, because you can be re-traumatized, what you do is there are these four things she talks about. And the first one is just um, like orienting. So it's noticing what's around you. I call this grounding. So you notice what's around you. you, you know, like for me, it's like I see um, my walls in this room are actually yellow. So I'm like the yellow walls, the computer screen in front of me. Um, I have an Elmo up on top of my, so I have Elmo sitting there. So just noticing what's around you to bring you back into your physical body. Um, the second thing is pay attention to your breath. So just don't try to alter your breath. Just pay attention to it. How am I breathing? You know, is it quick? Is it short? Is it whatever? Um, I'm trying to remember all four of them from the, from uh, what was the other two? <laughs> like <laughs> Orienting, grounding. Um, and I'm going to have to like think about the other two for a minute, but uh, oh, 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 this is a big one that a lot of us, a lot of us forget. (laughs) There it is. There it is. This is the one that a lot of us don't do very well because of how we were trained as children. Um, To follow your instincts, to follow the things that you're like, I'm thirsty right now and take a drink. I need to go to the restroom right now and go to the restroom. I'm hungry. I'm feeling hunger. So have something to eat. Like a lot of us were not given the permission To actually care for our needs in the moment. You know, um, when we tell our parents, I'm hungry, and they're like, you're going to have dinner in two minutes, in two hours. Just wait. You can wait. Right. Or we're like, I have to go to the bathroom. Just hold it. (laughs) Hold it. Right. And so we learn how to be kind of disconnected to, to, to our needs. And so part of the practice is paying attention. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I need a drink. I need to sit back and just take a breath. Like that's really being in touch with our bodies. And this goes into a lot of somatic healing. That's really important is being in our, in, being in our physical form. And so those, and I'm, the other one's going to come to me. I swear it will. Um, but those, just <laughs> those things in, in itself, grounding, paying attention to my breath and following my instincts are, is pretty critical um and so those are the ways that we build that capacity and so when we build the capacity and we make space in that pool when shit happens now i'm better able to manage the the stress the challenge the you know trigger that i'm experiencing because i can orient myself and and be able to feel that sense of calm
0: that 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 that's it's interesting to think like something so simple as um recognizing that you have to go pee or that you're thirsty, right? Can, can stem from something that's happened a long time ago because your parent told you you hold that shit. You better yeah. not pee your pants, right? Yeah. I don't care if you have to go pee, you got to wait. You're gonna eat in an hour, motherfucker. I'm hungry now, though. Yeah. Right. And 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 that's devastating to a child. Well, think about young. that
1: even as an adult, Mark. Like, yeah. how many of us eat when we're not hungry? Or yeah. like when we are hungry, like we don't eat, we don't. and Then our blood sugars drops, yeah. and then we eat shit we wouldn't have eaten yeah. had we eaten just like an apple three hours ago, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. Three hours ago, and and that and that goes that, that goes back to well, let's just say how we're conditioned for work, right. right? Let's go back to the scenario where my instinct kicked in, right, and said, "No, aren't you not feeling well?" But that person was so conditioned that they set aside the way they felt because there was a job to be done.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Is that, is, is that kind of similar along those lines, where like yeah, where are
1: we th- a traumatic? Think, yeah, but I think what's happening there it could be something deeper than that. So what happens? And this was me. This was absolutely me. Um, part of how I received love and affection was by working hard and accomplishing things, and oh, so I. That busted you know I'd work 14 hour days I was the one who was there at the you know at the opening at the end of the day if you needed extra whatever I'm like sure I'm there like and we see that we we give so much praise to that right it's like man she's there every day she's such a hard worker she's gonna go far and accomplish great things and the only reason I mean if you want really really uncovered it and yes, all those things happened for me, but when you really, really uncover it, I was just seeking love and acceptance. That's I, I it.
0: Th- I think I was I was in I was in that same boat, right? Because I would. I, I remember vividly when motherfuckers would call in sick or they would want to go home. Like you're a little bitch. What the fuck? I never call out. I never yeah. say no. I'm always doing, I don't care. My fucking, I gotta, gotta hurt ankle right now, and I'm limping around this motherfucker. And I'm still faster than you, not realizing how detrimental to my health that was. Right. How bad it was for my spirit, how unbalancing it was for uh my mental, my emotional state. Yes. right. But to tell you the truth, it was that praise and that love that I got. From the higher ups, wow, this motherfucker shows up all the time. Yeah. Right? You gotta be dying in order. There'll be times where I had to go to the hospital, turn around, go right back to work. Right? And I think about that, and it's like, wow, you're right. It's so much more deeper. And it's crazy how these you don't recognize it in the moment until you're able to reflect on it a little bit later and have these conversations right now. Cause let me tell you guys, every time we have conversations like this, it's like OMG. And it's everywhere, right? Because the people around us are, a lot, are mirrors in a sense, right? And so the, the traumatic experiences that they're bringing to work, you might want to take a look at also. Yeah. So pay attention, people. That awareness is really going to help out for you to identify what you might want to work on or what you might want to lean forward or look into.
1: Yeah. So often I'm looking here, noticing, orienting. Oh, I know what it is. Duh. Duh, duh, duh. duh the fourth one. Actually, it's it's feeling your connection to, and we do this in meditation, feeling your connection to the chair that you're sitting in, your feet on the floor, like feeling your body um, connected to the earth, that part. And, and this is, and I'll tell you the reason why is because so many of us to sort of disconnect from, that's part of how we survive, is we disconnect and um, instead of being in our physical bodies. And so it's grounding, orienting, so saying what's around you, noticing your breath, and and following your impulses, those instincts that show up for you. Um, that's really so much of the work to build your capacity. So when shit happens, you can manage it. And this is a misconception that I like, think a lot of people have. It's like when you do spiritual work and you do heal heal through your trauma, and I believe I've healed so much of my trauma, like I really, really have, and how. I know this isn't that I don't have shit days. I have shit days. I have days where I wake up in the morning and I'm like, this is a shit day. (laughs) I don't know why (laughs) there's nothing happening around me. There's not a thing that's happening in my life but I just don't feel good. I don't feel, and I'm also, you know, damn near 50. And so I've got hormonal things showing up for me. And so I've got like this stuff going on and I'm aware, I'm like, whoa, you know, I'm feeling, I have low energy. I'm feeling a lot of discomfort um, just physically. My body is in a weird state right now, like just becoming aware of that. And when I'm interacting with my daughter and she says something and I'm like, irritated just because nothing about her it's just that my body's off kilter today that I can recognize that when I'm in that state and I can breathe through it I can ground I can orient I can do all of those things to build that capacity so that I don't react And so that's the key. We don't, we're not living these like, oh, every single moment of every day, I'm feeling joy. (laughs) Like, that's bullshit. And I think it's it's not intended. Like, I don't believe we come into this physical form of this time-space reality. I don't think we come here to live these joyous, perfect lives. I think we come here to have the experience of our emotions so that through them, We do develop our awareness and we can also understand the truth of who we are and live that truth in every action and interaction that we have with people. But it's not a it's not a perfect situation every day. Right. That'd be fucking boring.
0: Yeah. right like it is it's it's just like a game it is it but for, for me like I wake up I'm pretty positive on a regular basis and when I go to work even when I'm a little bit under the weather a lot of people don't really recognize that the ones that really do can tell when my levels are not right right but I know how to turn that on and off and I know how when I need to separate myself from others or go take a break or take a breather right but the the these um the these these little tools that you just gave in a little bit ago, the four of them, right? The grounding, the, the, the being, having awareness of what's around you, your breath, feel what you're sitting on. It seems to me as if they're bringing you into this moment. Yeah. It seems as that if they're exactly bringing you- exactly what it
1: you, is, Mark. That's yeah. exactly what
0: it is. It's bringing you right here. Because when I think about trauma and stuff like that, when I think about when somebody says something to me, let's go back to the, let's go back to the, the work center, right? Somebody says something to me, I automatically go back to the past. Yeah or I'm thinking about the future of something that could possibly happen versus just saying, wait a minute, what's happening right now and what's really important, Yeah. right? So I think those traumatic experiences, I think when we start to clear, for me, this is how I see it. When I start to heal and start to recognize that, hey, I am not my past and I am really not, I'm thinking too far into the future. But if I just focus on right here, what's happening right now, and is this really adding value to my life or subtracting value from my life, if I could recognize that in the moment, I think that's where it is because I feel most of us are living so much in the past that we start reacting that way. Right. Or we're thinking so much about the future that we we're, we're not really right here. So these exercises, like I, to me is on a basic sense, because there's so much more to this people. However, what it's actually doing is bringing you right here.
1: Yeah. Um, what uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer uh, he used to say that the ego is edging God out. Anytime we edge God out, and God is, um, we are aspects of God. So, God, in my sense and understanding, is not on the throne um, you know, waiting to pass judgment or that's not what God is to me. God is, um, a, an as I am an aspect of God and God is within me. And so, um, anytime what you said, Mark, you said, when we go to our past, he said, um, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer would say, that's when guilt, we, we go back into our past because we're experiencing guilt. And when we project into the future, that's fear. So we think that we could control the future or somehow impact our future. And so we stay out of the present moment. And the place where change can happen, where awareness can happen, and where we can actually be in alignment with spirit, with God, with our highest self, all the same thing. I don't care how you call it. It's all the same thing is in the present moment. That is the only space and time that we can connect with that truth is in the present moment. But so many people live in a fear-based place or in a guilt place. I mean, the people who are listening today, I want you to just think about how many times you are thinking about something that happened already. Whether it's childhood, a couple years ago, last month, this morning. How many times through the course of your day do you think about something that has already happened? And how many times through the course of the day are you worried or put your brain space, your your time in thinking about what's to come? This is worrying that we do. Um, and worrying is a false sense of control. There is, I don't care how much you worry about shit, you can't control it. And so that worrying is you're actually projecting your fear and the way the universe works, if you're putting out your fear into the universe, the universe goes, oh, you put an order in. Oh, okay, we'll fill that order for you. And so they'll give you reasons to validate that fear that you put that order in into the universe. And so really, if you want to start to take, I, lack of a better word, control of your life and co-create your life, is start living in the present moment.
0: <laughs> that is I, I when you when you say thinking about the past for me like i said when challenges arise and it's typically with um building relationships right it's really building relationships and more specifically intimate relationships right because business relationships are one um, there's still trust issues there right because the type of work that i came from versus what i'm doing now now i get to help people right and it's really making sure we're a great match Right. Because right? I feel like I can help everybody, but I'm not for everybody. Right. Oh, yeah. Right? I agree. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I like to make sure we 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 set those stages. But when it comes to intimate relationships, right, it, it, it's I go to the past and see what happened with my mom and my dad and my mom and her boyfriends and my dad and his wives. Right. And I and I or I look at my friends and their relationships and whatnot, and that scares me. And I, and I built those walls. So when I come into an intimate relationship potential, right, I go in with these guards up, right, and yeah. not just paying attention to the moment on how the other person is making me feel. Like they might be making me feel good, but somehow I figure out how to turn that into a bad fight or flight right? Like, oh, what is it that they want from me? Oh, X, Y, Z, right? Not realizing, wait a minute, let's just focus right here on the moment and take my time. Here's another thing that I struggle with is wanting. I I pick up concepts easy, right? I learn at a fast rate and I know how to just be up and running. And I just go and do it, right? I'm not, I, I'm really not, I'm not, I, I just trust myself in that situation. Um. So when I can't pick up concepts like that, especially when it comes to intimate relationships, right? It's like, it hurts my ego. I guess you could kind of say it hurts like that part of me that's so used to loving. But then again, I realize that I'm not willing to let go of shit that I've seen before, or I'm worried about how shit might turn out versus just enjoying it right here, right now. Right. So I'm kind of learning that situation right now with, what this, with the, um, now we're going to get a little weird right here because these are things that Um, have happened throughout multiple lifetimes, right? And it's really recognizing those types of connections, right? And and, and not continuing the cycle of ruining them before they actually get to start, right? And that's the whole going slow thing. It's like asking those powerful questions, not being frustrated with one person, not learning as fast as the other, or not being frustrated with myself and trying to already... Uh, what well, I like to call it, what do I do already? I sabotage the situation, right? Through a lot of different things. What, being a dick or not really caring or going too fast and just getting one part, right? Like people think like intimate relationships about having sex and making love and doing all that crazy shit. No, it's actually getting to know somebody for who they truly are. And then it's like, I, I'm in that situation right now. I'm in those scenarios right now to where like parts of me is like, am I gonna continue to repeat this shit? Or am I going to recognize where I'm at right now in this moment? Am I going to breathe? Am I going to feel where I'm at, right? Am I going to notice, hey, this doesn't have to be like it was over here. And it doesn't have to look like this. Let's just form the clay right now while it's soft and it's in my hands in the moment. Right.
1: Sabotage is a big one, Mark. It it really, it really is a big one. And it's not just I think our intimate relationships, even though I know, um, that's where it happens often. Um, It's in a lot of relationships, but that's our types of relationships, but that sabotage is really big, because sometimes and this is where the self awareness is critically important, we are completely unaware that we are sabotaging ourselves. We are sabotaging our relationships. And so becoming aware, and I remember, because that was me, I totally self-sabotaged our relationship, like completely. I would get too close, or I (laughs) would be like, oh, this is... Like I'm feeling things that I'm uncomfortable with, and I would start a fucking fight. Like I don't even know where the (laughs) fight would come from. And I remember, I remember watch. Like I could literally, because disassociation was what I did, which basically I lifted from my experience, and I could watch my. It's weird. It's a weird experience, but I could watch myself move through the motions. And so I would like like do some shit, get angry about something. I wouldn't let it go, and I would just keep keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And I remember watching myself going, shut up, like, shut the fuck up. Like, why are you doing this? But I didn't know how to stop. I didn't know how to pull myself back in. And, and in truth, when I go deeper and deeper and deeper, I wanted my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, I wanted to see, and he, I wanted to see a physical response. Like I wanted him to feel the pain that I felt. I wanted him to, and he's very laid back and he also internalizes everything, which I don't. I'm like out here. And so even though he's feeling it, I don't see it. And so I would push and I would push and I would push and I would push. And, you know, he's one of those, I my joke all the time is I could throw his shit out in the front yard, change the locks and he would just sit out there and wait. <laughs> <laughs> but thank God for that. Because I would have, I would have kicked his ass to the curb thirty years ago. I mean, in truth, I would have sabotaged that relationship, our relationship, because I didn't know how to be intimate, be vulnerable, let somebody in my heart. Because, like you, I saw how divorce. I never saw a good, healthy relationship. I didn't see that growing up.
0: That's so funny. It's like we we do, huh? We start sabotaging and doing things that we, you, you know what I mean. It's like. And that's that's another thing is having people trying to get reactions out of me, mm. right? Is because I used to be really out and respond differently. But when it comes to those, it's one of those freeze moments, right? When somebody's really trying to get a a, a reaction out of me, I kind of shut down. Shut I don't down. say nothing, okay. right? Yeah. I just allow it. I recognize I know what's happening, but I don't I don't do either. I don't run or I don't fucking fight. I just you know what I mean? Because I, I think I've seen do my you dad
1: disconnect too. Like so if you shut down cause the thing that happened, you shut down emotionally, which is a stress response. And then do you disconnect? Like where you're like, fuck it, I don't care. I don't care about you anyway. Yeah, <laughs> like do you I, disconnect? The dub baby
0: times like that. Well but but I do care, right?
1: Right? Oh yeah, but, of course.
0: But I I pretend like I don't. And, and and they want to play that game. I'll play it. But I'm the one that's actually hurting the most because at the time they don't fucking care. They they they'll be off with their next boyfriend like in a week, <laughs> two weeks. Like and it happened so many times in my life. And I think to myself, like, well, I think a lot of it once again, because I understand where I come from and how things have all that played a role for me to be in this moment now to To see what it's like here, because now I'm able to recognize that. So now I don't have to use an excuse of, oh, this is how it played out here, or just what it might look like. It's like, Mark, just be fucking right here. Be right now. Enjoy the moment, right? Because then you you talk about we, we sabotage ourselves in so many different areas, and I do that. I've been doing that in my business, mm. right? I've been trying to be perfectionist and trying to get everything right, and I got to be this way. In reality, if I just focus on what I am doing here and all the people that I've already been helping, instead of pretending what it needs to look like and um, and really compare it to other people's work and what they do, right? I sabotage myself. So thank God for our our little mastermind that we put together. Right, me uh, Isala put out a, a, a idea out there, and we get together um, what, once a month. Is it once a month? Yeah, once a month. And we talk about the shit that we're working on, right? And it, oh, also Isala when she you, she she does these readings on Wednesdays, right? And um, she had gave me a task. It didn't really, it really didn't play it out the way that um, that she had asked me totally. But when I was actually able to sit down, this is challenging for me to sit down for fucking four hours at a time is what she asked me to do, right? And then just sit like in front of a piece of paper or a computer and just write whatever comes up. Um, what had happened was as I started writing these songs, and what went from one song turned into a whole project about six songs, right? And that is, uh, um, that is what had happened. That is the creativity that came out from taking an idea from another person, which is challenging because once again, she was like, Mark, this is what I would like you to do. Right? I'm like, what? Like part of me was like, (laughs) no, nobody didn't tell me what to do like that. You know what (laughs) I mean? But it's coming from another round because you call this, it was more of a, a psychic hit, an intuitive psychic hit, right? And, but part of me that was like, i don't need to do that shit. but when i was able to surrender when i was able to look at this um this suggestion from another lens and actually go through it even though it was uncomfortable um these songs are actually uh um this is what happened this is what the creativity that came out and it came out also from an emotional right clearing traumatic experiences and building a relationship and really documenting it
1: Mm -hmm. right
0: and i was been able to figure out so much about myself right past present and possibly future selves right on levels that are beyond like the average person's comprehension so thank you for that you Once are you get...
1: actually, when we do creative works like that, so uh-huh. interesting, here's the science of creativity. So the science <laughs> yes. of creativity is that we are born with the need to express our creativity, born with that innate need. Many people at some point in their life were told that they were not creative and so we shut it down. And you know, in the work that I do, I cuz I work with educators, they'll say, "Oh, I'm not creative. All I do is is draw stick figures." You know, it's like we we have this belief that we're not everybody is and this is why it's important. When we are in that level of creation that you just described, Mark, that's when you're in alignment with your highest self, with God, with spirit, with beyond what is in this time and space reality. This thing that we are experiencing right now, you tap into that. When you are in that creative space, it's like what when you're in the zone, right? And it's just fucking coming. It's coming, right? It's like, you don't even know where it's coming from.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Right. But it, you're compelled to capture it. And that's the alignment. And when we let ourselves get into that space, I will tell you, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And it's really letting ourselves get out of our own way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and another interesting thing and something that's really awesome too, is you brought up a dark haired woman and that reading, right? You brought it You you, you talked about the dark haired woman and um, her bubbly personality and her ability to help me work through some of these projects. <laughs> well, lo and behold, <laughs> that, that was a nice hit also.
1: So Really? Yeah. I don't even remember that. I have no yeah. memory. I do remember because I'm
0: thinking to myself like, well, because even my mom even called me was like, she was like, so who's this dark haired girl? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> who's this woman? Like, that's what she asked me. I was like, uh, I, I, I don't really know yet because I didn't totally know at the time, right? right. But now that I'm reverse engineering my life and then I, then I see what had come from what you said in that moment and what I produced, I'm like, Holy shit, you were able to tap into that part of me on another level.
1: Yeah.
0: That before I, before this mark even knew what was possible in that moment. Now I can look back and be like, oh my gosh, you helped bring that part of me forward.
1: Yeah. Right. And all it is is I'm not like doing anything remarkable. All I'm doing is I'm helping you unlock that part that's already there.
0: There you go. And and that's really cool because um, me me and this person we had these conversations, we talk about holding keys for each other, ooh. right? It's like right? It's like holding keys for somebody because when I I've, I've had a lot of experiences that came into my life, but the experiences that I'm having right now, it's almost as if they walked up to you and said
1: yeah, Turn the key
0: and then it released something. It's like, ooh, And some and let me tell you, it's not really fucking uncomfortable. It, there's times where I want to fight, flight or freeze, right? But as I'm just paying attention and going through the motions and listening and paying in my awareness because I'm aware right. of what's going around me, I heard what you said a few weeks ago. I, I listened to her when she's talking, right? I feel into that. I pay attention to how I'm feeling in journaling, right? And then I listen to these songs and I'm like, OMG, here's one big problem that I've had my whole life right? It's building relationships. Here's the thing. it's no expectations, right?
1: Right. Yeah. No
0: expectations and allowing it to go the way it is by showing up as who I am and saying the things. Here's another thing that I, I have an issue is talking about how I feel to people, right? And so lately I've been speaking about how I feel. It's not necessarily always on the intimate side. It's just the way I feel about certain situations or about certain things and actually opening up in that realm, right? Because here here's a misconception I always had if I open up or if I say the things that means that um I got I love you and I want to marry you right like that that's the shit that plays in my head but it's really not it's just opening up and being a human or having a spiritual experience with somebody right for the sake of having that spiritual experience and whatever evolves from that evolves from that right but in order to know what's going to evolve from that I have to get out of my fucking way I have to unlock my walls and sometimes those people come along and and they stick a key in you and they say here it's okay here, it's safe. Here, this has been in you the whole time. I'm just here to help remind you. And so that day when you gave me that reading, you helped a remembrance come to the forefront, right? Right. However, just remembering wasn't enough, right? It was taking that motion, taking that inspired action in order to create the miracle, which is the six song project, right? Prayer, Prayer plus motion created this miracle, right? Because if I didn't take what you said and put it into motion, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. It'd be totally different. And I wouldn't have six songs in my hand right now. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, you said um, inspired. So I think this was also Wayne Dyer who used to say um, inspired is actually just in spirit. Boom. Look at that. And so that inspired action is really the alignment with spirit. It's the alignment of the part of you that is still in union with God, the part of you. It's like, I don't care how you call it. We're all this collective oneness. And when we get into that creative mode and we're inspired, we inspire others. It's because we are in spirit.
0: Yeah, and, and I I love that you know, and 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 when I here's another thing too. When I'm in that spirituality mode, when I'm in the in spirit, when I'm inspired, I'm not worried about where or why or how, right? right? And I start living my life like that, especially in, in in my relationships, like right here, me and you, right now. I'm not worried about how, why, or whatever. It's just it just is, and we're moving forward with it. When I'm speaking to this other, it's just I'm not worried about how, why, or where. It just it just is right when i was writing the music it's just i just allow it to be And when i stop asking like don't get me wrong it's nice to ask questions right yeah. but when you're in that in that in spirit mode that inspirational mode like right here i'm inspired to come up on the call today right you call i messaged you I like hey is today it <laughs> you're <were> like yeah, <laughs> yeah today okay i'm inspired and i'm here yeah. anytime this person texts me i'm inspired to text back and we could have pages and pages of like just conversations, right? When I'm in the music zone and I'm just inspired, I'm not worried about it. It's just happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? I think that's part of learning how to show up as your authentic self. I think you mentioned that. But I think one of the challenges for a lot of us, this is that spiritual journey piece and the healing part, is that a lot of folks don't know who they are in terms of their authentic self. You know, they've been asked to be play a certain role. So maybe their role as a parent, their role as whatever their field of work is, they're like, they get stuck in what people have expected of them, that they don't know who they are at that authentic level. And so once you're able to sort of uncover all of that and release it, and just practice the process of just showing up and and being comfortable with who you truly are and showing up in that i think for you in this new relationship that you're in learning to you know be wholly and completely there authentically as who mark is not who mark was with his mom and dad and family and you know all of the the parts that you've played in your in your life but who you truly are that's going to be the magic
0: And that's really dope. So people, what I just heard right now, and through this whole conversation, as we come to the tail end of this, and if you guys have any questions, feel free to um, go ahead and jot them down if you're watching or not, or even later on, if you have any questions. And I go back and I look at this to see if any pops up. So when the problems arise, when situations arise, right, um, a lot of the times we show up as who we used to be, which is the trauma right? And we react in a way that's either a fight, flight, or we freeze, right? We we want to react in a way and we want to talk back, or we just shut down and don't say nothing, or we just be the little, <laughs> the little bitch that this person is trying to make us be in that moment and go and do whatever it is they ask for, because we, we, we don't know who our true self is. And in order to figure out and how to respond different is what I'm hearing, is when we figure out who we are, when we have those conversations with ourselves, when we start to have these honest conversations and really go inside and dig deep and figure out why it is we're responding or reacting a certain way, we could truly start to respond as who we are in the moment, mm-hmm. right? So when a problem arises, pay attention to what's around. Feel into your body. Look at the person that's in front of you. Feel the ground under your feet. Feel your breath. Right, because those are going to bring you aware to here and the now, not yesterday, not 10 days ago, not two years ago. And it's not going to take you into the future two days later, what's going to unfold after this conflict or this confrontation, right, or two months from now. It's going to bring you here to the present moment, the which the only moment that really matters in order to make change or to continue the cycle. Right. Because each moment now other allows us to stay in the past or it allows us to break a cycle. Right. Mm-hmm. So we get the power. We have the power to choose that. And there's so many books y'all could go There's so many YouTube channels you guys could go listen to. You could go through our episodes and we touch on this on the regular basis, because in reality, being in the present moment is. To me, the ultimate spiritual journey.
1: Oh, yeah, I agree with that.
0: Yeah. And so do you have any last um, any last words or any last um, tools or things that people could try out if they find themselves and their next conflicting um, situation?
1: You know, I think that the four the four things, again, that come from Irene Lyon, I want to give credit where credit is due. Um, and and you just you just recapped those things. I think the other part that's really critically important is to give yourself grace. And what I mean by that is you're not, you're not going to do this out the gate. You're not going to be perfect at it out the gate. And the problem is a lot of us go through, through this like all or nothing sort of thing. If I <laughs> yes. can't be like 100% or like 85% like, you know, most days, most, then I don't want to do it. And I don't want to take the risk because I want to look like an ass. I don't want to fail. I don't want whatever the story is that plays in your, in your thought system. Give yourself grace, and you just say, "You know, I'm really working on this. Some days are better than others. Some moments are better than others, and that's okay. It's okay. It's a process.
0: And that keyword, process, right? It's a mother loving process. Some days you're gonna be shiny, and then you're gonna get shitted on, and then you gotta go take a shower, and then you gotta scrub that shit off. Sometimes your paint's gonna get scuffed, and then you need a new paint job, right? right. It just happens that way, right? It's called maintenance." maintenance through the process, right? So once again, thank you guys very much for tuning in to another powerful episode of Brown and Spiritual AF. I am Mark Anthony Sanchez and you can find me on Mark underscore my underscore Magnificence on Instagram. I am there the most and I interact there the most. Miss Esela, where can I find you?
1: At EselaGarcia.com is the best place. Um, and I'm on I'm pretty active on Facebook. So for those of you older folks <laughs> who are on Facebook, <laughs> go to Love Being Isela um, Garcia, but you can find all of my How handles on my website. The power is within Do
0: you remember who you used to be? Remember who you used to be? Do you remember what you really are?